Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Owl, and I am here with... Hank Owl. Hank Al, what are we talking about today? Uh, I dropped the microphone, but we're talking about Christ on Infinite Earths. You're supposed to drop the mic when you make a great point. <laughs> <laughs> you mean literally you did drop the yes, mic. I yes, I dropped right, the mic. Okay, there we go. Uh, crisis on Infinite Earths. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, so this is the CW crossover event. It's now finished. It's now done. Right, we have, uh, we have, uh, we've, we're back to, uh, you know, well, not having any crisis anymore. Her normalcy, we think, there's still a bunch of changes that Crisis set up. It's, I don't think they needed to for the TV show, but as an homage to the comics, I guess they, <laughs> they uh, kind of rebooted the whole Arrowverse. Yeah, so and I get why they needed to in the comics. Did you felt like they needed to in this, or was it just? Uh Something cool to do. What do you think? I think it's just something cool to do. Get some revamp, maybe some new origin stories for some older villains. All right. So, uh, so yeah. So, what what did you like? What didn't you like about it? Um, I liked uh, specifically in part four in the Speed Force. They did this wide shot thing that I don't know. It made it feel more cinematic and less like a television series. It raised the epic stakes for I, me i just have no idea what you're talking about i did not notice that at all so you're saying it like on our television it went from like letterbox to or to square or what what happened i still don't get it i don't know maybe they use i don't know how they do it but like it was definitely a different type of shooting instead of like it was like wide screen okay and this occurred when they were in the Speed Force and only to like make the Speed Force look different? I, th- I think so. Okay, so it wasn't in when they came out of the Speed Force to do a battle or whatever like no. that. All right, that's a really cool effect. I wish I had noticed that. I feel like a bad television viewer for not noticing. Yes. But I'm, I'm proud they did that. You know, that's cool. What else do you like? Um, I don't know. I just like to see all these. I'm glad they... They reduced the amount of characters in part four and five, mainly part four, because I felt in season three we were being dragged down by all the characters we had involved. So we just shrunk it down to the Paragons, had them do what they had to do. Yeah, they simplified things, and that was—I think—that was necessary. Also, it was getting a little—it was getting a little much. What did you think about them going in back in time and dealing with the Monitor and seeing the Monitor's kind of origins? Did you like that? Yeah, I like that. I think they're definitely homaging something they do in the comics. And it would have been more comic book accurate if they had rights to Green Lantern characters to use. Where the Masters believe they're called the Masters of the Universe. I could be Guardians of the Universe. Like one of them. Uh, Krona? Krona, I think is their name. They go back in time to witness the beginning of the universe and that creates the multiverse but in this in the television version it makes the anti-monitor aware of the multiverse okay and that's what kind of starts that destruction of wanting to live in an anti an anti-matter universe versus a matter universe right yeah i guess yeah i guess so (laughs) um one thing i didn't like was the anti-monitor i feel like i wish oh i know this same thing in the comics 
but I wish we had seen them, seen him more throughout the show. It's like he only appears in part three, four, and five, and barely in part three. Well, he doesn't really appear in part three. He's just controlling Harbinger. But like he just felt like, oh, he's just your average villain. Like nothing felt very special about him. Like what makes this character like so, besides his power, like so epic that he is the main guy, villain for Crisis. Yeah, I can't say that I really know anything about him or what he wants. No. Um, like in an organic way, I just know that he was the bad guy who's trying to destroy everything, right? Yes. Uh, what did you think about some of the, the big battles going on that happened? The fight scenes. How did you, what did you think about those? The final fight. So one thing, maybe question, like, what are these shadow demons? Because, like, Ryan Choi, like, pokes one. And it goes, like, poof. And it explodes. Yeah, so these are those shadow demons that are summoned by the anti-monitor to yes. defeat the heroes? Yes. Yeah, I, it seemed like... You had like Super Supergirl and possibly Superman. I don't remember like using their heat ray vision. No, it wasn't Superman. Oh, Superman in the final wasn't Superman in four. Okay, so you have Supergirl using her heat ray vision and Martian Manhunter probably doing crazy cool things, like very powerful beings right next to somebody who had no powers whatsoever who punches one and like the result is the same that seemed a little weird to me it's like you are the ones uh able to hold back the anti-monitor i'm like most of them don't have any powers yeah there was there was the ones with powers are lex Luthor, supergirl and martian manhunter and flash that's it and Lex Luthor got his powers by giving himself powers in the Book of Destiny? Yes. So what did you think about that? Uh, him using the Book of Destiny to get to the... Well, I think Crisis could also be called Lex Luthor messes with stuff and Crisis. <laughs> yeah. But I did enjoy Lex Luthor. I know you don't particularly enjoy this version. I, I'm, he's Lex growing Luthor. on me. It's uh, John Cryer from, you know, John, John Cryer things. Yeah. Um it's you know he's growing on me a little bit yeah i I like this version of lex luthor i did like that he came and like you know kind of crashed the party a little bit was pretty fun uh i really would like supergirl just to slit his throat or something because there's no reason just to get rid of him supergirl should keep lex alive like what has the effort done yeah positive i guess in this new universe it'd be bad for press i guess if killed Lex Luthor, but Lex Luthor winked. She knows Lex Luthor knows. Yeah, exactly. So, but, so yeah, so I guess so let's talk about that. We come back, the crisis is over, there's one episode left in it, and they're now at this one universe and things are dramatically different. And I'm glad, I'm glad to see that. I want to see, like, this revamp, this new version. It's gonna, gonna be hard to give them reasons why Supergirl just doesn't come in and solve Batwoman and Black Lightning's problems and probably even the Flash's problems. Yeah, because that's where we are now, right now. All these heroes are on one Earth. And, you know, according to people who don't know who were the Paragons, you know, they've been working together for forever, basically. You know, is what it seems like. And Lex Luthor is a great guy who is who shuns attention and media, you know. Well, now I think he did. And now that Lex Luthor remembers everything. Lex is there. He's like, ah, nope, nope. 
Jane's going to go back to his old ways. And well, we'll see. That's talking about the future. We don't know what's going on there. But what we do know in this, as, as the last episode, it, that's what they told us about him, that he rarely accepts awards, that he does great works. You know, and this was the rarity thing. Him Was it the Nobel Peace Prize he won? Yes. So, you know, yeah, that can't last. But uh, what? so what do you think? Um, I thought the last battle against the anti-monitor felt a little anticlimactic to me like what we're talking about where the anti-monitor is like and the age of heroes is ended and like that's another reason why the anti-monitor is not a it's not a great villain because he thinks of himself as a villain yes and he sees no reverse flash and you know what? reverse flash made no appearance here like we were promised in the season five finale remind me of that i don't know what you're talking about See you next crisis, says Reverse Flash before he goes away in a uh, future Central City. And where was he? Nowhere to be found, apparently. They lied to us. They teased us. I'm sure we'll see him again, but I don't think Martian... I guess... Yeah, it's fun to see. That. It's going to be cool to see what they do with all the villains now that they... I mean, they don't know about the new universe... And Reverse Flash has kind of been a kind of all-knowing figure, weird, like, time traveler, and we're not really sure the Reverse Flash timeline. Of- yeah, I really don't understand anything where where we are, what's settled, what's not, and I guess there have already been a couple of the uh, shows already, right? Yes, so maybe- and I got, I got a couple spoilers, and I really want to say them, but I'm not going to. <laughs> they seem like one's like a massive change to one of them, and one's just something that I think would be cool. Oh, I hope it's good. I hope, I mean, I clearly they knew what they were, well, hopefully they knew what they were doing when they decided to go through this and needed, wanted the before and after, and hopefully it'll be, hopefully it'll be good. Uh, well, what do you think this was uh, compared to the last crossover? I think, I think I might prefer Elseworlds more just because it was smaller and you cannot beat the excitement for me for Elseworlds part two in Gotham and now that we're, we're seeing Gotham regularly. But just being in Arkham Asylum was just cool and seeing Batwoman for the first time. Yeah, I hear that. I uh, I enjoyed this one a little bit more, I think. Uh, maybe just because we closed up with uh, Oliver Queen as Arrow and kind of put a put a bow on his coffin, as it were. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. I wish it was a little more epic, but um, it, was still, it still gave me enough of what I wanted. Yes, how do you feel about the new... Justice League. I they really, can't, don't have the rights to call it the Justice League. Is that what's maybe, going on? Maybe they're called the Super Friends. I mean, I had a big grin on my face when they showed that building, and you called it actually during the episode because they were on the inside, which just looks like a warehouse, you know, like any other warehouse. And they showed it from the outside. It looks just like the Hall of Justice in the cartoon. And I think that appeared in uh, Invasion too. The okay. Hall of Justice. I don't know what Invasion is. Is that an episode? Invasion or? is the uh, the. The Dominators crossover. Ooh, oh great. I don't know who the Dominators are either. They're aliens. All right. It's, so they've done this before? It's the first. With the Hall of it's Justice? It's the first crossover. Well, not the first crossover where Supergirl appeared with the rest of the Arrowverse, but the first major crossover in which Supergirl appeared. Okay. Mm, did they Did they have Gleek? They did not have Gleek. Well, they did have Gleek and Crisis. They did not have Gleek and Invasion. That's what I was asking, yeah. So I thought that was cool. Again, I had a big grin. 
They showed the Hall of Justice just like from the cartoons. You hear monkey noises, and then you see a cage that's empty with the name of it on is Gleek. And I thought that was a great moment for me. Personally, I don't know about anybody else. I found uh, the Wonder Twins very annoying in the cartoon, but I'm familiar. I'm sure I, I thought they were great at first, and then I got, as I got older, I'm sure they got more annoying. But that's fun. Yes, this, this one, part five, really had me excited to see these. I would like, instead of like main team-ups, maybe do big team-ups like every two years, but like having small crossovers every every once in a while, just some Flash and Supergirls crossovers like they used to have, some Batwoman Supergirls, or like Black Lightning to stay separated because I think Black Lightning has a different tone than all the other shows and it I was hope. great to see black lightning in this though and his dialogue was great and his presence was great and his same attitude was there which was awesome like he like it made he made every scene that he was in was made better because he was there to yes. me and it made me think if, if there maybe there isn't a border around freeland anymore but if there is how did black lightning leave the magic of the monitor, right? Um, I'm really fascinated. I don't know when the next Black Lightning episode is, but that, that's the one I'm really curious what he's going to come back and be like, so this happened. You know, if he's going to explain it to but all, are they just going to move gonna be on? as crazy anymore since all the team is aware of the presence of aliens. Like, all of them know who Superman and Supergirl are and the Flash. They're all, they've all been on that Earth forever, according to them. Yeah, so I, it'll be weird. Uh, what did you think of Martian Manhunter going around and just kind of updating everybody who needed to be updated with his little fingers and going in their minds and planting the memories? I mean, I'm glad they didn't take too long establishing because we need all our heroes to know, and I think that's the best way they could have done it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. It was fine. You know, it was a plot mechanism, but, you know, it worked, and it didn't. It stopped us from having to hear the same story ten times in two different ways. Yes. Bebo. Bebo, that's right. So I didn't have a history with Bebo because I didn't. I skipped, I guess, those episodes. In uh, you don't need oh, to go back and watch Legends. I mean, not so long way. Great. It's just Legends probably isn't your cup of tea. It's more a guilty pleasure. It gets it gets near the territory of bad Flash episodes sometimes. I hear that, uh, but that was kind of fun to see Bebo, and he was controlled by somebody. I don't know some. He was like robbing a bank. Yeah. Yeah, that seemed pretty weird and quaint and not enjoyable. But I like seeing the giant Bebo, and I like the fact that they were trying to figure it out. But then the fact that it was like just a distraction, right, to rob a bank after we've just saved the universe, the multiverse, seems a little um, pedestrian. But like a pedestrian with like that amount of power to summon a giant Bebo, maybe that's a setup for what's to come with like all these heroes we have to have more pow- maintain like the same level of small city villains but they're all gonna have to be much more powerful to have to deal with there being two kryptonians to and martian manhunter to take out all of them yeah like why i feel like you know if we did have like these powerful beings around i don't think i'd go into crime yeah <laughs> You know, when are they going to just be like, all right, I guess it's we'll like just the, it's like all in, sell insurance instead. It's like the boys. Like, we don't never really any see any super villains, or at least yet. We haven't finished it. <laughs> it's probably because Homelander is just going to 
kill yeah, you. Yeah, and there's some legitimate fear in in that in the boys. And again, a completely different show, though, completely different tone, much more adult than than what's going on with the CW and the Arrowverse, certainly. Um, but I do enjoy that about the boys that there's this legitimate like fear on behalf of anybody who's against these superheroes. Like oh, this is serious stuff. Like they will they will hunt you and kill you. Well, they're like indestructible. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but maybe, but, but, but maybe they're not. Like, what thinking again with like the power difference between these shows? It's like Alice is just an armed criminal, like in the like Alice and Batwoman. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? In like the first like scenes of Flash, like the show, the passage of time, where they show him taking out some armed robbers. Like that's Alice. That is how long it would take the Flash to take her down. Yeah, they've made her a little more interesting than that. But but in effect, you're right. Like the bottom line, yeah, she's a murderer. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like she's you know implanted you know, a spy and taking over somebody's identity. So that's a little more than just your run in the mill bank robber, but I stand super. It's still super. Like, could just like, now in like 10 seconds. Yeah. Or the flash, like a lot of them could. So uh, black lightning's a little different, still like lower power levels of villains, but the fact that it's a government agency, it makes it different. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for. I'm excited to see what happens with these shows afterwards. I know you've got a couple of spoilers. Do you want to do? Do you have any predictions I along think, with the spoilers, or especially or with Batwoman? I think major changes are coming to. All not right. maybe not Gotham City, but the plot of the show. And that made is that. Uh, though, are you excited about those changes or no? I'm not as excited as the Batwoman one than I am for the Supergirl one. Okay, but I'm excited to see all the changes that come. Like, with all the there never being a multiverse, you have all these Flash season two villains. I'm excited. I want to see new origin stories and new versions of those villains. All right. I hope we I hope we get that. Uh, anything else you want to mention about Crisis? I think I still might finish it with the graphic novel. Yeah, I think I will too. Yeah, cool. I hope they adopt Infinite Crisis since that's, in my opinion, a far superior story. And that's that's that. All right, all right. Well, uh, thank yeah, you oh, guys. And for also, listening. this makes it with uh, the de- uh, the Detective Comics extended universe, the movie Flash appearing in part four. That's going to make it hard for the movies if they want to to adapt Crisis on Infinite Earths, since they're technically in the same multiverse. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, were there any indication that they were going to take that on? Oh, uh, no. It seemed to be a lot. But if they want... Impressive. If, It'd be cool if they did. If they wanted to. Yeah. Then that makes That's it gonna go difficult. Now. That was a cool moment, though. I they're probably going to focus on Darkseid. I don't think the Arrowverse is allowed to use Darkseid. So. It's crazy all these legal rules get in the way of our storytelling. But I, I, I kind of like it. It gives the limitations. We can't have crazy comic book stuff happening all the time. Yeah. Good point. That's a good point. All right. Anything else we want to say about Crisis? No. All right, thank you. It's time for the age of heroes to end. (laughs) Says me, and I'm a villain. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Oh, 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 and um, with the anti-monitor being shrunken and not killed. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was sent to the microverse. (laughs) 
Uh, like I'd like to, I'd like to see the Anti Monitor return. Maybe if they get rights to Green Lantern characters, we can do a Sinestro Core War or a Blackest Night. That would be really fun. I'd love to see a Sinestro Core War or a Blackest Night. I I only loosely know what those means, but I presume that means pretty cool stuff. If we were to do it, but we can only do those after we do Infinite Crisis. So hopefully we have some good storylines. If the the legality gets moved around, I got gotcha. you. All right, very cool. Uh, anything else? No, that's it. Awesome. All right. And no, okay. <laughs> Until we meet again. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Sosier and Antoine Blanc. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com. Read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the flock of email. Twice a month newsletter delivers a short film, poetry, short story, and visual art right to your inbox. Monthly dose of art curated by Myco Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening.